You are now listening to the smooth sounds of Love Atia. Ciao, beautiful souls. My name's Atia, and I am your future bestie in your head. I am a sex-positive animal activist. I grew up in Queens, New York, and was homeschooled slash unschooled for about 12 years. I was a virgin until I was 24 and attempted to have a hoe phase for two years, which eventually led me to being accidentally slash intentionally celibate. And here we are today. My past left me with a lot of wild stories, a lot of lessons, and a hell of a lot of trauma. Thank God for my wicked sense of humor because God only knows I would have perished by now. With that being said, this is your gentle reminder that the Love Atiyah experience was created as a safe space for me to reflect and share the lessons that I've learned from past trauma. Shit gets real on this podcast in topics such as domestic violence, sexual assault, substance abuse, depression, anxiety, and suicide may be referenced. If you are working through feeling triggered by certain topics, this may not be the show for you right now, and that's okay. Healing takes time and isn't linear. I'll be here when you're ready. Now, without further ado, the Love Atia experience is an experience. So get ready for laughs, crazy story times, and life-changing pleasure tips here on the Love Atia experience podcast. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. That's the sound of how I'd sound if I had an orgasm for masturbation May. That's not how it really sound. I should show y'all how I sound, but then I'd have to charge you. Hey y'all, welcome to my podcast. I'm so excited to be here. It's not even my favorite month. Like technically I don't necessarily I like I don't know I always forget about the month of May like I don't really know what happens in my life in May but and like no offense to May I just focus so much on August because that's my birthday month that like everything every other month is like low-key irrelevant to me um so like again no offense to May but I'm really really grateful for May so shout outs to May because it is masturbation May and I actually have not been masturbating a lot uh, I don't I was gonna say is that like TMI but this is the fucking love it to experience like is it, is it ever TMI I was on my cycle for the first week of masturbation May. So that was fine. Welcome May. Uh, but, you know, I shall definitely make up for the time because I have so many new amazing toys from Shops Adore that I'm so excited to use. There are some older toys that I have from Shops Adore that are like really OG throwback toys that I really miss using, but I had been so focused on my newer toys. So... I'm really excited to pay more attention to my OG toys because those are the ones that really made me fall in love with Shop Sador as a whole sex toy shop. And then everything else was just like the cherry on top. And I started getting really like experimentative. Is that a word? Experimentative? Experimentation. So I am going to do a segment today. Really, this whole episode is going to be about masturbation, self-love, self-pleasure. But I also am going to conclude the episode with a story time as I really always like to do. But I really want to focus on pleasure and toys because I'm very passionate about toys and I have so many updates for y'all, so many suggestions, so many recommendations, and I have been learning so much about orgasms. So even if masturbation isn't your thing, I need you to stay tuned for the whole orgasm talk because y'all, did you know that there are at least, 
at least 10 orgasms, 10 different kinds of orgasms that you can have. And that's just based on my studies thus far, but I'm pretty sure that there are so many more just due to how many sensations I have on my one little body. I'm sure that there are so many other ways to come to a climax, but there are 10 specific ones that I'm really excited to tell y'all about. So the way I'm thinking this episode is gonna go is we'll do a little bit of a catch up in the beginning as we always do. And then I'll tell you like a fun fact that I learned um, regarding sex. And this is actually going to be regarding trans life and I, guess, I don't know why I say it like that like trans life like why I put life like that but it this is shout outs to all of my trans folk and trans friends and trans family out there um, because there's this really interesting thing that I learned that I'm super excited to share with you all and then we are going to talk about the 10 ways that you can orgasm but then I'm going to do a fun game where I tell you about certain toys that you can use to obtain these certain kind of orgasms okay so I have some oh I have some like sex toy tea as well about how this company tried to like scam me low-key and I wasn't even gonna blow up their spot but they literally do not reply to my emails and yeah so we're gonna talk about that because I have definitely had some content stolen dun 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 yeah I feel a little popping because of the content being stolen from me but I also feel very disrespected and very uh ignored so yes Let's start off with a shout out. I want to tell y'all about a sex toy that's under $75 because I understand that we are not all balling on, or sometimes we are balling, but we're balling on a budget and that's okay. So my, one of my favorite sex toys under $75 is actually the very first sex toy that taught me that I could squirt and that I had the ability to squirt. And that is the Satisfier Pro. I want to give a shout out to my good sis. I never know if people want their names like said in the podcast or not so i guess when i have her on the show we'll just talk about it but she used to work at a sex toy shop and i remember i reached out to her and was like you know i'm really having difficulty feeling like i'm stopping myself before i get to a certain peak of pleasure so like i just kind of kept staying at this one place of orgasm to where literally i would just i don't even know how to explain it like i knew that there was another peak that i could reach of orgasm but i was almost scared to get there and does anybody else feel that way is anybody else ever scared of their own pleasure so yeah i expressed that to her and she was like girl when i used to work at the shop i loved this toy so i bought it immediately and my fave toy shop shopsador.com has this toy again it's under 75 dollars. so check out shopsador oh and also you can use my code loveatia to get 15 percent off so it will definitely be under 75 with the 15 percent off that's just an extra bonus um so head to shopsador.com and use the code Lovatia for uh, the Satisfier Pro for your whole purchase. And there's discreet shipping and all of that good stuff. But I highly recommend this toy because it is a suction toy. So it really, I, I, although at one point I focused on my clit, I actually realized that it works on your entire vulva. So I like to use it on my inner lips, my outer lips. I like to use it in like, there's a space. Okay. Everybody put your hand on your pussy right now. Okay, and like open it up. So there's this, what's that? Wow, I love looking at my vagina because it's so interesting. Okay, anyways, there's this, um, like not what's that? I'm sorry, I know, I like just love like, it looks different every day. But okay, so you see your clit, right? And then you see the clitoral hood. Now, if you don't know where this shit is, you have not been watching my YouTube enough. And I've been posting on that bitch. So make sure that y'all look at my YouTubes because I have like visuals, not of my clit, but of like, other clits and anatomy so okay look at it and then you see like the little lump at the top like your hood like the little puffy part or whatever like the extra skin at the top now 
their skin in between that, for at least for mine, there is in between that and your mom's pubis. And your mom's pubis is where all your hair is, right? And that's like when you when you literally are actively looking inside your vagina. If you use a sex toy right there, and this is like a tip. So if you're not signed up for my uh, masturbation made tips, then you might have missed this one. And if you are signed up, then thank you. But if you're not, then you can just go to my website. It's free. And I'm sending out tips all month long of like literally how to have a, a better time masturbating or more so how to enhance your masturbation experience. But anyways, nobody ever talks about the place above your clit. They only talk about your clitoral hood. And for me, that has given me a great motherfucking experience okay i don't know what it is about up there but that shit feels amazing when you put a toy on it and when you run it and when you enjoy it so even i, I guess like if somebody was giving me head i'd love for them to focus on that because that's like a really sensitive part of my uh clit even just to touch like if you want a little touch it doesn't have to be sexual but just a little touch right there you see like it really it's very um physically sensitive so yeah when I, if you put your satisfier pro on that upper part like right above your clit that shit feels fucking amazing i've talked about this in other youtube videos before but if you want to squirt i feel as though it's not mentioned enough how your urethra in my mind also has to be somewhat stimulated because the urethra is where the liquids come out of the urethra is also where your urine comes out of and that's the problem that people usually think that squirting is pee it's not they have tested it it can sometimes have a remnant of pee but it's because it's literally being filtered through your bladder but it's not urine so we'll have a whole let's have a whole conversation we'll have a whole episode about squirting and i'll share more but long story short the Satisfier Pro made me squirt and can possibly make you squirt as well. Now, not everybody can squirt, but more people can squirt than they than they know. Like, a lot of people don't know that they're actually squirters. So, uh, yeah, buy one and see if you are. <laughs> so, again, head to shopsador.com and use the code LOVATIA and you will get 15% off of your purchase. Speaking of squirting, I want to share with y'all how gay I am. Because the other day, I was talking to this girl that I had a really big crush on. And I literally remember thinking to myself, like, wow... I would literally eat her ass. Like, and I've never eaten ass before, but I would literally eat her ass. Like, literally and utterly. And that's how I know I'm gay. Because when I think about, like, eating a guy's ass, I'm like, ugh. The hair. The smell. The, like, men's asses are just, like, grotesque to me. So, like, shout outs to gay men who are, you know, I mean, I don't think that all gay men are into, like, ass play. But shout out to the ones who are, um, because it takes a lot of courage to do that. Yeah, like I, I couldn't like unless I mean. But then again, I also do feel like from from what I've heard and from what I've experienced just in friendship, it just seems as though gay men are way more hygienic than heterosexual men. So that could be a thing. Like maybe I'd eat a gay man's ass, but would he enjoy it? Probably not, because I'm not a man. But maybe he would if he was bi. So I don't know. But I would eat a bi man's ass. Mm, that's interesting. But only if he has good hygiene, because I just ugh men. But anyways. With that being said, I definitely am very gay to the fact where I would love to um, enjoy a woman's ass in my face. So yeah, that's a random thought of mine. Like, does anybody else ever feel that way? Are you so gay that you would eat an ass? Would you ever, even if you weren't gay, would you eat an ass? Man, woman, bi, gay, whatever the case may be. Like, would you eat ass? Do you eat ass? And what is your favorite part about eating ass? I want to be more interactive with y'all. I feel like, like at first I was overwhelmed by the interaction and now I'm like, interact with me. So... 
Send me emails. Let's talk about this. This week's emails are going to be about eating ass. Send me an email about either the first time you ever ate ass, the best time you ever ate ass, if why you wouldn't eat ass or why you want to try eating ass. Or maybe you have a question like, how do I ask my partner to eat his ass or to eat her ass? Because the way that I would do it, mm, okay, we'll talk about it. But send an email, send an email, send an email to theloveatiaexperience at gmail.com, all right? You don't need me to spell it out because it's it's somewhere in what you're looking at right now. I think it's like right in your face, like in the icon or whatever, so... It's spelled like that at gmail.com. So yes, yes, that, that's my random thought about being gay. Um, I'm, I'm trying to like stay on track and stay on topic and shit, but y'all, I think I have officially embraced my ADHD, you know? So we're just going to have to ride the wave of these thoughts of mine and we'll, we'll try to stay on topic. We will. We will. But can I guarantee it? No, I can't. All right. Next up on the list is the 10 different types of orgasms. Before I get to that, though, I do actually want to talk about this fun fact that I learned in regards to um, an expo that is happening. And this is going to be dedicated to all of my trans friends and family out there. I did not know. Well, I guess maybe it has existed in other places, but it says that this is New York's first ever pack con this is not a sponsored post i do not know if this is gonna like what kind of event this is gonna be so don't go and be like oh atia you fucking told me this was gonna be like a great event and like i i didn't have fun like don't don't do that because i'm not i don't know what this i don't know but i just saw this when i was looking up like other um festivals and expos and conferences regarding sex and sex tech and sex ed and all that stuff and saw this and thought it was very interesting it says, PacCon is the first ever expo dedicated to showcasing FTM prosthetics, packing gear, and educational resources for trans, non-binary, and gender non-conforming folks. We, ha- we hope to um, welcome vendors from the US, UK, EU, and Canada into our 7,000 square feet venue in Dumbo, Brooklyn this summer. They have a website too, um, but they said they'll be releasing more information in March, so I guess that that's hopefully been put out there and this is happening june 3rd so yeah if you are um if you are interested in something like this if you are non-binary or trans or gender non-conforming i don't know even if you don't go again like i'm not i don't i don't know how like what this kind of what event this is like if it's gonna be fun because i've gone to expos before for fucking like convenience stores and they have been whack so and then i've gone to some for convenience stores they've been great and don't ask me why I've gone to conventions for convenience stores. Mind your business. Just don't. Just know that I just mentioned it and that's it. We'll just leave it at that. But I still that to say this is, again, not a sponsored post. But I just really appreciated the fact that there was a convention out there to really help um, create a more inclusive environment for trans, non-binary, and gender non-conforming folks. So, yeah, that's really cool. Feel free to look more into that and do your own research. But, yeah, I found that in my research and thought that, that was really, really interesting. Okay. Moving on, we have uh, 10 different kinds of orgasms. Okay, so if you could like, now there were some that were like, duh, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course this exists. But there are some that I was like, yo, I've had these and didn't even know that I've had these and that I was bugging, but now I know. And now I feel like, oh my God, am I like, am I an orgasm goddess? The fuck yes I am because I had this and my body just did it. Okay, so let's just dive in. You're like, bitch, talk about it. Like, fill us in. All right, so the first orgasm is a vaginal orgasm. I think I'm going to name all of the orgasms and then I'm going to name ways to obtain each orgasm. Okay, so the first orgasm is a vaginal orgasm and that is usually stimulation from penetration. 
And of course, you know by now that these are pretty rare um, and not everybody can obtain uh, vaginal orgasms. And let me know if y'all want me to like give more statistics. But for this one, I'll give you one. And it says only 18.4% of, it says women, but I'm just going to say people with vulvas, orgasm from vaginal sex alone. 18.4, yo. Oh my God. And this is from, this is a statistic from pleasurebetter.com. So, you know, shout outs to you if you're able to orgasm from vaginal penetration alone. Personally, it gets a little bit annoying to me. It almost feels like eyebrow threading. Like, all right, enough, enough. But, uh, but yeah, so, okay, that's one. Next up is clitoral orgasms. Now, this is my jam, right? So I, I will say, though, going back to vaginal, that I have had a vaginal orgasm, and I told y'all that was when I was on top. And I feel like it was because of the size of his penis. Um, because if I've ever gotten on top and a guy's penis was too big, I can't concentrate. It hurts. It pokes too much shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Get it out of me. So, yeah, I think that that, that is definitely a, a factor as well. Uh, we talked about that in, I think, episode two, so I don't have to reiterate the story. But if you know, you know. Okay, orgasm number two is going to be a clitoral orgasm. Now, I don't think I need a statistic for this one, but I just feel as though clitoral orgasms are definitely way more popular. I mean, they have to be, obviously, if the other one was fucking 18.4%. But I believe that there are 8,000 nerves in your clitoris. And 8,000 of anything, honestly, is just a fucking lot. Like, that is just a a, a great amount of anything. Like, if you have $8,000 in your bank account, wouldn't you be grateful? So, like, just think about $8,000, but in your clit. Like, that's that's great. So... That is why it's extremely sensitive. And that's why sometimes when you when you receive oral sex from your partner, when they go in on the clit, it's like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Because it's too sensitive. You know what I'm saying? And they think that they have to focus so much on it. But if there are so many nerve endings, then you kind of have to be a bit delicate with it. So even when guys or people do that like DJ clit thing, like, no, you are not DJ Khaled. Put the fingers down, calm it down. Like, let's do soft rotations because at this point, the vigorous fucking rubbing is not doing anything. But anyways, with the clitoral orgasms, I definitely, um, I'd say that that's my jam. I've definitely had most of those, um, because even when I masturbate without a toy, I very rarely ever stick my fingers inside. It's usually very much so a clitoral orgasm because I'm I'm just rubbing my clit. So yeah, I, or or just other parts of my vulva. So I will definitely. And the clit has the most nerve endings than any other part of your vulva, which I thought was very interesting. So yeah, a lot of people really favor the clit orgasm. The next one, number three, is going to be oh, well okay. Ooh, which one did I go do first? Okay. This one, I told y'all about. I don't know if I had an episode about this, but I know I definitely mentioned it. And it's about the nipple orgasm. So that's number three. And I, I've had. I can't. Okay, I don't. Even, I can't even talk because I'm so excited. I had this by accident. I didn't do it with the intention of it happening. I was just watching some porn one day. I was playing with the nips, and um, I told y'all I have really sensitive nipples. So sometimes, you know, they can get overstimulated. I've had trauma when it came to my breasts before. We'll get into that during one of my trauma episodes. But with that being said, I found a way to like reconform my relationship with nipple pleasure. And I feel like I've really found my power in that again. And so, and, and also because it's me doing it to myself, I think that that's where I feel the safest because I know what my, what my like 
stopping point is. So I was able to find such pleasure in my nipples that I was stimulating them for so long that I wasn't even touching my vulva. I didn't have a toy in or anything. And next thing I know, I had a fucking nipple orgasm. It's what you think it is. It feels the same exact way as a regular orgasm just with nipple stimulation. It is the craziest shit. And it really shows you how connected your body is. Like it really, it's really wild. Oh my gosh. So highly 10 out of 10 fucking recommend. Let me know if you have any questions about that. Send an email. The next one is going to be number four, and that is the breathwork orgasm. I don't know if you've ever watched, like, uh, there's this HBO show called Real Sex, and they had this episode regarding, uh, like, orgasms. And they had this one portion of it where they had these kind of, like, hippie, bohemian-looking people doing tantric sex or having tantric sex. And they were literally sitting on each other. There was no penetration, but they were doing breath work. And I did some kundalini yoga the other day, and I know we did something called fire breaths. And I believe that if I would have done it enough and not, like, panic because I thought I was going to have a panic attack, then I probably, you know, I'm sure that people have been able to orgasm from that before. But... Yeah, you can definitely breathe. I mean, I've practiced breath work when orgasming, not with a partner because I'm still working on being able to have sex with a partner and not being in my head. And, you know, I've been celibate for two years now, so the practice isn't really there. <gasps> Remind me to tell y'all about my crush and how I had the nerve to have a dream about him and how he had the nerve to call me by my nickname. And I'm still mad about that. And I know I talked about this before, but I can't let it go. Even though I try, I can't let go. Who's that? Mariah Carey, but I think I fucked up the words. Okay, I wanted to download that song. But anyways, so that's a breathwork orgasm. There's a lot more to go into that. We can have a whole breathwork episode if you want. One of my viral videos on TikTok was about breathwork. And I even got reposted by Revi... Ooh, re- ooh, why can't I remember this word right now? Refinery, Refinery29. Oh my gosh, they have a sex blog. And they definitely reposted me and had like tagged my TikTok. I, I was Googling one day, I was like, I don't know. I think I was just Googling sex facts and breathwork facts. And I saw something about like, oh, the TikTok geniuses have done it again. And so I clicked the app. Tell me why I see my face there. I said, not me. Me. I'm a TikTok genius. I'm kicking my leg up right now. I'm so excited. So yeah, shout out to them for featuring me. I think I'll make a TikTok about that because I never did. Maybe I'll talk about it on YouTube or some shit. I don't know. Because I told y'all I'm taking a TikTok hiatus. I broke and I posted two things the other day, I must confess, but then they got 39 views and I was like, this is why I don't do this shit. So I'm back off TikTok again. I just panicked a second because I told y'all I quit TikTok. I know I'm going on a rant. I know we're talking about orgasm and shit, but I quit TikTok and Instagram because they were playing with me and playing with my money. If you didn't listen to my depression episode, maybe because you were triggered, whatever the case may be, I talked about this in the beginning. So yeah. And then I also took a pause on my self-care business uh, because I just need to, to reorganize my motherfucking life and i want it to be more sustainable and it's a lot but yeah and then also like operating a business and moving out of the country it's just whoa child nobody prepared me for that shit but i guess who can really prepare you because i don't really know many people who have done that so anyways i see all that to say i hadn't made money uh all month and i panicked i was like girl what the fuck is you doing like you are not fucking hillary banks like get your shit together but i realized that you know you cannot find abundance in panicking (laughs) so i'm here (laughs) decided to just sit down and make a podcast and talk about orgasms instead so yeah tiktok is back off my phone but like i said i just had a moment a moment of weakness but i'm back with that being said the fifth kind of orgasm so we have vaginal clitoral nipple breath work let's move on to anal anal orgasms are something that i actually have not experienced before 
and I wouldn't even say that I'm okay maybe I'll say like I'm a little bit nervous about anal play but I'm not scared of anal play does that make sense like I'm nervous but I'm not scared I think that I should probably practice on my own first and get comfortable with it myself before I practice with a partner and what I think is really is always going to be really sad to me is how a lot of heterosexual men deprive themselves not all but a lot deprive themselves of obtaining an anal orgasm because as you know their g-spot is in their orgasm I'm sorry is in their anus <laughs> their g-spot is in their anus and it makes me sad that because there's this uh internalized or externalized homophobia um and you know although sometimes it can just be generalized fear of maybe pain or uncomfortability and it doesn't have to be that i think that there is a lot of internalized homophobia and i think that there's also a lot of okay so there's compulsory heterosexuality but can there be be no okay no compulsory doesn't mean what i think it means okay so never mind but yeah i think it's a lot of internalized homophobia even if they don't mention it and then like i said there's some people they just verbally say like oh no that's gay and i'm like how is pleasure in a part of your body gay and what's wrong with that it's like how is it gay if it's coming from a partner who is not of the same sex as you like that that's why i say it's internalized because what another thing that i just wanted to mention randomly you know just this is okay well we'll talk about this another time but it's about slavery but anyways we'll talk about that another time <laughs> anyways anal orgasms are the fifth kind of orgasm and i'm excited to try it out and i think that there is a huge market out there of different kinds of toys that can help guide you and help uh expand your horizons when it comes to anal orgasms and we're going to talk about some of those because i really want to try some of them but yeah i just think it is very interesting that men can very uh not easily but men can obtain this kind of pleasure via their anus and women can as well there are definitely anal orgasms and women can have them too and you know um i've talked about this before but your anus lubes itself up on its own you do need a hell of a lot of lube to have a very pleasurable experience anally but like when you take a crap, you're behind lubricates because otherwise it would hurt a lot if your behind didn't lubricate and just like dry shit was coming out. So it you have to have like a casing of lube to help it come out. I know this is like really TMI, but everybody shits sometime. Did you hear my stomach growling? It's because I decided to make this podcast before I ate breakfast because I love y'all and I love talking to y'all. But that's number five is anal orgasms. And I'm really excited about that. Number six is a squirting orgasm. And we talked a bit about this before we talked about the Satisfier Pro. But yeah, it's basically women, people with vulvas have, and people with vulvas, because I know that they are two, two, two different things. I know that non-binary folk do not identify with being a woman. I uh, have learned that people with vulvas also have prostates, which I'm sure that a lot of people did not know. It's called the female prostate. And the female prostate is what gets uh, stimulated and engorged and then creates this like uh, liquid. And that is what you squirt out. Again, we'll have a whole episode about squirting, but I just want to give you like a little bit of a, a FAQ before we dive into the whole episode regarding that in the future but yeah so that is uh that is where your squirt comes from so that's why you're not peeing if you if you even look at squirt versus pee depending on what your your diet may be or what your intake of water is that day 
pea has actually a bit more of a yellow coloring to it sometimes. I guess people clear pea sometimes. Like I said, depending on how hydrated you are. I mean, I've, I've had clear pea, but very often, you know, you have a lot of vitamins and minerals that come out in your urine. So it usually looks very different. And squirt, your, I'm sorry, urine smells a lot different than squirt, squirting liquids, squirting fluids. Squirting fluids to me... I always say that my vagina smells like oatmeal <laughs> and you're probably like, but you got a yeast infection, but I don't. But squirting to me smells like a sweeter liquid. It just smells like cum to me as opposed to pee smells like vitamins to me um, or just, yeah, it just smells like urine. Like, I don't fucking know. Stop making it weird. I feel weird talking about this. But yeah, that, that's what it gives. So... I always thought that was very interesting. I've done a lot of research and a lot of people are still convinced that squirting is pee. Go off then, you know, like, fuck it. Fucking pee then, bitch. Like, the fuck? But yeah, I <laughs> I know that there are two different things, but they also do get filtered through your bladder, which is why when they test squirting liquids, sometimes they do have traces of pee because, again, it's going through your bladder. But when you look at the way, like, if you look at the anatomy of squirting or look at the process of it, I should say, it it filters through very interestingly and your bladder can all your bladder fills back up with the squirting liquid very fast which is why people can squirt back to back to back as opposed to when you urinate you have to fill your bladder back up like drinking before you can fill before you can um urinate again you can't just urinate air so yeah very very interesting facts i guess we don't need to have the squirt episodes because i just told y'all everything i know about it but yeah we can learn some more and talk some more about it and you can let me know if you have any questions about it and we can uh, do some discoveries on that all right the seventh kind of orgasm is going to be a g-spot orgasm and that is now if you've been listening to me you should know what your g-spot is by now but your g-spot is basically in and in mm, how do i put it it's like a, it's a it's not really a spot it's more so your internalized clitoris so as you know on the outside you have the hood you have the the clit the the like upper clit <laughs> i think i made that up but then you have your inner clit and that is like the two stems on the side and then the two bulbs i misspoke in my youtube video and said that it's like one thing in the middle i don't know where i got that from but it's like a wishbone so you have your two bulbs. I think you do, do really have a thing in the middle, though. It just wasn't shown in the diagram that I showed on my YouTube. But you have these two bulbs that usually get filled up with blood when you get really stimulated and they get swollen. And that is usually what you feel. Like, I know that my previous partner had told me we used to experiment, my ex. And that was the one good thing about our relationship. Like, I do feel like we we were together for so long that I got to learn a lot about my body, at least with him in that moment. Um despite all the trauma that happened before during and after so he would like put his fingers inside of me and be like oh yeah it feels like kind of like a golf ball like i feel it or like an orange and then like he'd stimulate that and then i guess it would get even more swollen but that would be like what you would feel is your internalized clit now i don't think that he's literally feeling like the actual clit bulb right whoa now that i think about it was he or or was he feeling my or was is there a skin flap was he feeling my actual organ? <laughs> but I just feel like you would feel two of the bulbs. Okay, now I want to see like what a clit looks like with the bulbs in there. Like, why don't why why in my mind was there skin protecting those bulbs? Was he literally feeling my clit bulbs? <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, so when you have a clitoral orgasm, like usually, yes, you do feel it from the inside. Um 
I and we're gonna get to the next kind of orgasm, which I think kind of ties into this, but I have definitely had a G spot orgasm before. I think that to me, G spot orgasms can also lead to squirting as well. Um, and I don't know if that's because your urethra is also involved in that. I'm not really sure. I'm making shit up at this point. I'm just talking. But we're going to talk about the eighth kind of orgasm. And that is the dual orgasm or the blended orgasm. And that is when you orgasm from your clitoris and... I'm sorry. It's the way that I said it. And your vagina. I don't know why I'm so giddy. I've just been so excited to make this episode. So I hope that you're learning a lot. But it's when you... um literally orgasm from both simultaneously and there are a lot of toys that have come out that have been able to do that that's why even when you're having sex if your partner can stimulate your clitoris that's amazing because if you are one of the people out of that percentile of 18.4 that the on the opposite side that cannot orgasm from vaginal sex alone then clitoral stimulation is helpful as well and then if you can have an orgasm at the same time with both that's just like fucking mind-blowing I'll share more about my experience with that when we talk about toys. But I say all that to say that I really think that when I've had my blended orgasms, I don't necessarily know if it's been with my vagina. Like, yes, I had one with a toy that I know straight up was from my vagina because it felt very different. And it almost gave me the sensation of when I was riding the dick. But like when I was on top of my partner that time, my friends benefits. But I think that I've also had blended orgasms to where my G spot has been stimulated. So my inner clit and my outer clit have been have been stimulated and I've had like a really powerful orgasm then. I don't know if that's what people consider to be a blended orgasm, but I do and I am people, so we're going to make that be a thing. I saved the best for last. Sorry, I wanted to commit to that. Saved the best for last. Okay, so I saved the best for last because these two are really fucking crazy and I have statistics for these because like what the fuck? Okay. Um Oh, well, let me go back to the G... Wait, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, I had mad facts about this shit. Wait, fight! Rewind! I'm not going to get to the other two yet. First, we're going to go back to the G-spot orgasm. Because in my notes, it says G-spot stimulation typically leads to squirting. Okay, that's what I said. But caressing and teasing the area around the urethra... Oh, my God, I said that too. Can also result in a squirting climax. Yo, I be knowing. I be knowing. Um... But like caressing and teasing, not like overstimulating, because I think that that's when it gets overwhelming, you know? But it says here from this person named Dr. Ross, sometimes when women are sexually aroused or stimulated, there is an expulsion of fluid from the glands around the urethra or anterior surface of the vagina before the orgasm. Mm, Expulsion. Uh, Though it's still wholly contested where the fluid actually comes from. Shut the fuck up. We know... Well, I guess you're saying, does it come from the prostate? Does it come from the bladder, et cetera, et cetera? But from my research, everything that I said deems to be true in my life. So I really think it's just like men being confused about women's anatomy. Like, why is it so hard to figure out where the fuck squirting fluids come from? It's just so annoying. But then I also have facts about blended orgasms. This says clitoral and vaginal. Uh, It says that... It says that imagery included... Oh, imagery-induced orgasms can occur. Oh, that's interesting. Imagery-induced or orgasms can occur as a response to imagery without physical stimulation. And this is from research from 1992 Trusted Source. Oh, that's, that's trusted. It says they state that orgasms can occur as a result of self-induced imagery. Um, it says from 2016 notes that mental in- imagery activates the brain regions connected to orgasm reward and body stimulation i wonder if that's basically when i like imagine things or are they talking about like watching porn 
can I can I orgasm from thinking about something? I guess I kind of can. If I really, really activated my mind power and my chakras, we should try that. But but is this a different kind of orgasm? And is that orgasm called imagery induced? Because that wasn't on my list. This is but this is listed under blended orgasm. This is very interesting. Okay, let's come back to that. Let's put a pin in that and do some research on that. Because what the fuck? I only had 10. Now I'm now I'm giving your shit. I didn't even look up yet. Okay. Anyways, the last two are going to be, and we're gonna end on my last favorite one. So the ninth orgasm is an exercise orgasm or a corgasm. And it says reaching climax during an intense workout may sound unlikely, but workout-induced orgasms or corgasms are real. A study from Indiana University found that 370 of 530 women surveyed had experienced orgasm as sexual pleasure while working out, usually from core-based orgasms. Oh my gosh. It says, quote, one of the ways to induce an orgasm is to super squeeze the pelvic floor muscles and you can develop them and make them stronger, said Dr. Hall. If someone has very well-developed pelvic floor muscles and during exercises, they are about to really start contracting them, I think orgasms are absolutely possible during that, okay? It says, Hall added that most people will need clitoral or stimulation to go along with that if they want to orgasm. However, you may also not want to orgasm during a workout, especially if you're in public. So avoiding additional clitoral clitoral and vaginal stimulation during exercise may help you avoid an orgasm in, in the gym. Who wants to avoid an orgasm? But... Remember I made that post the other day and it was like when your jeans hit your uh, vulva the right way or when they hit your clit the right way. Yeah, like what if, you know, because workout clothes be tight as fuck. So if you get them little ones that be having the seams in the middle, like, yeah, you get a little, you know what I'm doing with my pelvis right now. That shit might feel good. IJS, do what you want to do, but I'm just saying. Okay, the last orgasm is one that I have had plenty of. I've been having these since I was a young woman. And I'm still young and fresh, but, and you can be old and fresh, by the way. But this last one is called a sleep orgasm. It's also called a nocturnal orgasm. It got some different names out here, you know what I'm saying? Different names, different recollections, but, um, recollections is not the word I wanted to use. But it says here, similar to wet dreams, people with penises may experience, what? Oh, 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 sorry. I forgot the word the. Similar to the wet dreams people with penises may experience. Okay, this is already bullshit because I literally have had wet dreams before. What the fuck? Okay, whatever. We're just going to read this shit and I'm going to tell you about my own experience because people just be talking. Like, who do I be citing? Really, for real. Let me, really. Okay, anyways. Similar to the wet dreams people with penises may experience, it is possible for folks with the vagina to orgasm during their sleep. Sleep orgasms or nocturnal orgasms likely start with an erotic dream. This can lead to increased blood flow to the genitals and lubrication, making your body orgasm while you're snoozing. A 2012 study found people who slept on their stomachs were more likely to have erotic dreams and sexual sensations. This may be because sleeping on your stomach can be more constricting and physically stimulating. Think bed sheets, pajamas, etc. pressing on your body. Still, The exact reasons folk have sleep orgasms aren't totally proven or understood. Research on sleep orgasms is extremely lacking and outdated. We we see, but we we know people have them. The most cited study is from the 1950s, but it's reported that 37% of female participants had a sleep orgasm by the time they were 45. Okay, y'all. So that's exactly why 
I guess they were going based on like sexist ass studies because we know that in the 1950s, women were literally getting diagnosed as being crazy because they were having orgasm. They were literally being told they had hysteria because they were having pleasure during orgasm. So yeah, all right. With that being said, my own personal experience is I've definitely had wet dreams before. Before I've definitely woken up with like full on like wet vagina syndrome. Um, or wet vulva syndrome. And I remember this one dream with this guy that I went to camp with. And I know this sounds so random, but I, I was a virgin when I, and I told him this too, because it was so vivid. Like I still to this day see the dream very vividly. And like he had his penis out. He was so fucking fine. Like, oh my God. I hope that we meet back up later on in life because that he's still fine. But he just kept coming and coming and coming and coming and coming. And I woke up and I was soaked soaked and i was a, such a virgin like i was i hadn't even had my first kiss yet and i remember i told him this and i was like yeah and you just kept coming and coming and coming and coming did i tell him this yeah i did i remember i did because i remember i had never been so aroused in a dream before in my life and like when i woke up there was actual proof you know what i'm saying so women can definitely have wet dreams and they can definitely be uh uh amazing i mean the other day i had one like i literally had an orgasm in my sleep i i know the feeling like i don't necessarily feel like i'm conscious enough to feel it in real life but i feel it in my dream it's like a adrenaline rush that i get it's very 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 interesting but it literally feels like and it's sometimes it's not even an arousal dream like it's not even like i'm in a sexual experience in that dream all the time sometimes it'll be like a race against time in my dream I don't know if you've ever been masturbating and like say that you're masturbating and like you don't want somebody to come home, right? So you have to get the masturbation out fast before that person gets home or whatever the case may be. Even like when I had a boyfriend, I would try to masturbate before he would come home. And like, I feel like the rush of him possibly like coming home when I was like masturbating made me want to orgasm faster, if that made sense. And so it's kind of like that that type of um adrenaline rush in my dream to where there'll be a time period and i have to get something or get to somewhere before someone comes in or before i miss out on something or whatever the case may be and my adrenaline is pumping so much that my fucking vulva just orgasms like it's very hard to explain but i hope that i explained it very well all right so now that we know about all 10 different kinds of orgasms i want to talk about how each orgasm can be obtained now like the universe gave us hands for a reason so i never ever ever want to discount our hands especially when it comes to erogenous orgasms and nipple orgasms i don't necessarily feel like i need a toy for that and i don't feel like i need a toy when it comes to my vaginal or g-spot or well okay or my clitoral orgasms my g-spot orgasms i do sometimes feel like i need a toy only because i am not the biggest fan of fingering myself right now i've talked about this on tiktok before we could talk about it again in another episode but it's just for whatever reason it's like a disconnect and i've been trying damn near my whole life but anyways i digress i want to talk about different toys that we can use um don't forget though as well as hands we can definitely incorporate some toys as well if you're into it do whatever makes your spirit happy but i just i know that i'm a big advocate for toys but i'm also very much just an advocate for self-pleasure in general because before i owned toys i was going ham ham oh ham with my hands oh hands so yeah i just want to make sure that we give our hands shout outs and credits because we need them so but like shout out to people who don't have hands because I'm an inclusive podcast. So if you don't have hands, like it's totally okay. And there are things that you can do. Yo, even like pillow humping. I mean, I have tried that. 
it's not my fave but i do have something that is similar to pillow humping um that i will mention during one of these different kinds of orgasms okay all of the toys that I'm about to mention are from Shopsador, and I love Shopsador because it's a black-owned sex toy shop. So I know y'all are probably like, oh my god, you talk about Shopsador all the time, right? Because I live for the fact that it's black-owned and women-owned and women-operated, black-owned black, black and operated. <laughs> I don't know why I said it separately, but yeah, I just love that so much. It just makes my soul so happy just to know that there's a market out there for black women um, and that we, you know, we found space in the sex tech world. So yeah, just know that all of these toys that I'm mentioning are from shop store and if you know me you know that you can get 15 percent off by using my code but just in case you needed a reminder use the code lovatia to get 15 percent off of your whole purchase and it's utterly discreet shipping so you don't have to worry about anybody knowing that you got a toy i swear i told y'all i get toys from them all the time and i'll be like what what did i order like what it would like it will just come in like a brown box <laughs> and it and it won't even have like their name on it and then i'll look inside the box and then inside another box that's in the box i'll be like oh my god oh yeah okay it's a toy yay so yeah you don't have to worry about um about anybody snooping through your stuff okay with that being said the first orgasm we're going to talk about is the vaginal orgasm and the way that i achieved my vaginal orgasm was with my we vibe nova 2 i have the pink one but they have pink and blue and that's dope because it actually can stimulate your clit and your vagina but you can also set it to where it just stimulates your vagina so i love this because you have options so it's it's it can it can also give you a blended orgasm if you'd like and i also believe that it's giving me a g-spot orgasm as well because i've had it in the spot where my clitoris has been so in, enlarged that once it's past my vagina, not past my vagina entrance, but once a little bit deeper into my vagina entrance where the G-spot is, then it has also stimulated that as well. So I recommend the We Vibe Nova 2 for um, vaginal orgasms. And also, if that's not your vibe, then I recommend any silicone vibrating dildo. I say vibrating because I just feel like I need the extra sensations. I told y'all I have a problem with repetitive movements and I wish that real penis is vibrated. They don't. I guess some people know how to make theirs do that, but I've never met them. So yeah, I would definitely recommend <laughs> one that vibrates. That's just my own personal preference, but I will definitely say that I've had a time. One time. Is it? A, what is outside? Like, is that a dinosaur? Y'all hear that? It, okay, so one time... Um, I remember I was so into my masturbation and I had a dildo that I didn't even put it inside me. I was just sucking it because I didn't, I can't lie. Like I miss sucking dick sometimes. I really do. But anyways, we'll talk about that again in another episode. Focusing. All right. So next up is the clitoral orgasms. Now I told y'all that, you know, some people pillow hump, right? So you can do that. Um, the shop store definitely has pillows that are like made for that. It's <laughs> like specialized in that. And they also have like pillow mounts, like the the Tula, the Liberator Tula mount pillow. But that's for if you have a toy. We'll get back to that. So I digress. But if you're not into pillow humping, but want to try something to where you're just not flat on your back, I highly, highly, highly recommend the Vibe Pad too. I'm so mad that I didn't bring it with me when I moved. Like it's literally sitting in storage right now and I cannot wait. I cannot wait to be able to get it out of storage because I miss it so much. But the vibe pad too is cool because it actually has like a flickering tongue 
and it has then like this hump that vibrates as well and last but not least it heats up y'all like what the fuck so you put it on the surface you sit on that shit and it works its magic i have definitely squirted from this toy as well so if you are interested in experimenting with that then i highly recommend the vibe pad too um and then also just really like your typical full-size magic wand i highly recommend that i feel like it packs the power like i I, my wand only has two settings it's like goddamn and goddamn so you know you pick which one you want but i also miss my wand i don't have that with me right now but i highly recommend it and yeah i honestly i'm speechless like i can't i'm like blushing like the wand just does and the wand was my first toy i told y'all my mom bought me my first toy when i was 16 and it was the magic wand so i definitely recommend that i recommended the full-size version just because i've never used a mini before but i just love the full size and i just know it packs a punch for real for real so there's that but in like porn i've seen them use the minis and get the fuck off so you know do whatever makes your spirit happy the the mini may even be a little bit more quiet than the magic wand but i don't know because mine is from what like 12 years ago so i'm sure that they've upped their game when it comes to like sound and stuff like that okay uh for a squirting orgasm again i recommend the vibe pad too uh because yeah i mean the proof was in the pudding when i got up and saw my pudding and also saw my proof um but I also recommend the Satisfier Pro. Is it the Satisfier Pro? Yeah, the Satisfier Pro. Is that what I have? Yeah, mm-hmm, the Satisfier Pro. Um, that's the one that also taught me that I knew how to squirt. And that's like a straight up. Um, it's interesting though. Yeah, it's, that's a straight up clitoral uh, stimulator. But it's the one that made me squirt. Because I think it really like activated my urethra as well. And if you were listening to this episode, you know why I squirted with that being activated. Okay. Next up is the G-Spot Orgasm. Are y'all taking notes? Because this is important, like really. But it's okay because I sent out a a pleasure positive email blast for Masturbation May today. Well, whatever day I'm recording this. So I think it's Wednesday. I don't know. I haven't known the day of the week for like the rest of my life. So (laughs) just know that if you sign up before May is over, then you can catch up on my archives because I have like a link to go to my archives. So you can catch up on all the other emails that you've missed. But then I'm also going to be giving some like straight up tips like this. I'll even list out these toys for y'all so that you know exactly how to achieve each orgasm. But you know, so you don't have to write it down. But if you don't feel like waiting for the next email blast, yeah, write this down. Okay. For a G-spot orgasm, I recommend the We Vibe Jive. I really love the We Vibe. Um, I feel like they're just very like carefully made. I feel like the silicone is so fucking soft. And like I said, I've I've had fear before. Before I was introduced to Shop Sador, I really didn't try a lot of toys that penetrated me because I was just nervous about it. And there's just something about the toys that I get from Sador that definitely make me feel like safer i don't know so i've been able to experiment with inserting things inside of me and even with lube they have amazing lubes and other i think they just um they just premiered this like coconut lube that i want to try so yeah definitely definitely is very helpful when it comes to insertion like lubricants and stuff like that but or not stuff like that just lubricants but i mean you can rely on your own secretions but i highly recommend incorporating lube because it just makes it a totally different experience i'll be honest with you so yeah the we vibe drive is super dope and then the lilo tiani the lilo tiani is the latest toy that i have gotten from shop sador or from sador i don't know it's called sador but i call it shop sador because that's the name of the website and y'all it's a tie between my favorites when it comes to lilo and we vibe like i love lilo i love we vibe 
I don't know. I can't I can't really pick a fave, but I just know that the Lilo the Lilo Tiani hit different. And both the We Vibe Jive and the Lilo Tiani are um G Spot orgasm specifically or for G Spot orgasm specifically. But yeah, next level. It has dual stimulation, so your clit's getting stimulated, your G spot is getting stimulated. It's it's some some like I'm literally looking at it holding my mouth right now. Like it's even the vibration in my hand. And I also love the fact this is a really small thing, but it me means a lot to me that when you turn it off, it doesn't just shut off. It literally revs down. And I love that so much. The first vibration is powerful as fuck, so there's no really need to explore the other vibrations, but feel free. And it's also very quiet. And I love that about the Lilo toys and about the We Vibe toys. I feel like they are very quiet toys, and I feel like that's a very important note to make. Okay. Next up, we have anal toys and um, anal orgasms. Now, because I've never had an anal orgasm, I've never tried an anal toy. But based on my research, I have learned about the WeVibe Vector 2, and that's a prostate massager, and then the WeVibe Ditto. And I'm recommending these because, like I said, I really trust WeVibe products, so I just feel like you can't go wrong with it. And yeah, I'm, I'm just it's a trustworthy company so i feel like those would be the two that i would try when i was ready to try anal orgasms and then once again make sure that you lose lube and since i haven't used it i'll just read from the site of what it says that it does but it says the vector plus is a supremely comfortable flexible and pleasurable vibrating prostate massager engineered in collaboration with leading clinical sexo sexologists vector plus precisely stimulates the prostate and the perineum I don't know why I can never say that name, that word, simultaneously, creating the ultimate blend of style and technology for a new, more advanced dual stimulation climax. Like a new suit, Vector Plus fits perfectly. Wow, I was also today years old when I learned that women also have perineums, and it says, the female perineum is a diamond-shaped structure inferior to the pelvic diaphragm between the symphysis pubis and cox. <laughs> And between the inner aspects of the thighs. Y'all, we're going to have to do a YouTube video about this so that I can show you exactly where it, where it is. Whoa, I'm learning so much. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah, this shit, I, this would be the one that I would try. Oh, yeah, this looks great. Okay, all right, moving on. Sorry, I'm so fascinated by this. All right, for dual or blended orgasms, I'm going to recommend the Snail Vibe. Now, hear me and hear me well. Only buy the Snail Vibe from Shop Sador because I'm going to tell y'all about how the Snail Vibe stole my content and was using it for sales when it's that's literally like illegal. So, yeah, we're not we're not doing that, but we are going to support Shop Sador and I do love the Snail Vibe, but I just don't love it from Snail Vibe because I told you they tried to scam me. So, Shop Sador only. Um but the Snail Vibe does provide dual stimulation and you get like this is this is when I have my, one of my first blended orgasms um, and it's an intimidating looking toy. It really is. But it's once you become friends with it, it's not scary at all. And it really, I, yo, it really does the motherfucking thing. It really does. I can't even lie. After that, you have the Tula, the Liberator Tula pillow mount. Um, again, because you can use two toys at one time. And so it's helpful that you can even be hands free if you'd like. You can find, uh, they have so many slits and department compartments. I have YouTube videos about this. So you can be sure to watch those reviews so you can physically see it. But I think that that's great if you want to be hands-free and use different toys and stimulate multiple parts of your body 
and then we're going to do the womanizer og now this is one that i haven't used before but the description looked great as fuck so i'm just gonna read it uh again it's from sador and it says the womanizer og is a true innovation combing internal pleasure air stimulation with vibrations to pamper the g-spot with simultaneous stimulation in a powerful and original orgasmic journey oh powerful and original what could be better than a womanizer? The mind-blowing clitoral stimulation of a womanizer blended with deep G-spot stimulation. That's what. Revel in 12 escalating independently operated intensity levels and three vibration levels to bring user to explosive climatic bliss. There's more. It's a lot more. A lot more. But I highly recommend you go to shopsudo.com and read the rest for yourself because goddamn, this is good. So those are my tips. I hope that you love them. An email blast is probably going to go out the same day that this podcast released. So if you miss it and you are not signed up for my free pleasure positive email blast, then you can head to loveatia.com, sign up for free. It's super easy and you'll get tips monthly. This masturbation made, like I said, I'm sending out five tips, but normally it's just one tip a month. That might change. I'm not sure what I'm doing with my life, but we'll see. And in the beginning of this podcast, I also know that I mentioned that I'm not posting on Instagram anymore because they started fucking with my money. But now that Instagram took away their whole creator program or just stopped paying me in general. Um, and again, these were like pennies, y'all. Please don't think that I was getting paid millions. But I mean, I wasn't getting paid because I had to beg for it. And then I told you they sent me like $30 and like, you're bitch, take this. So anyways, I... um. I was like, you know, I miss creating. And so if I'm going to create, I, I miss creating for myself. And I think that one of the problems is I started creating for the platform, if that makes sense. And I've really had the most viral videos and the most fun when I'm just having fun, as opposed to when I'm creating content, hoping that it goes viral instead of just creating content to just connect with y'all. So I'm going to start creating content again, but really just to connect with y'all and not for the business aspect. And who knows what will come from that? Because I think that when I started feeding into the whole like, oh, you can make from social media that's when things went awry and then also social media is negative sometimes like there there was this girl that was under my comments and i was i don't pay attention to my comments but there was this um guy that was really defending me under all of my comments like really i i'm very grateful for him because i did not have the energy to expend to these ignorant assholes who are commenting such ignorant shit under my post but one of the girls had like called him an ape and i'm just like yo people and she was black so like pe people really have fucking issues like for real for real like like issues and, and when i say mental issues i have mental issues but they have like spirit issues like soul deep-seated soul issues and i i can't communicate with people like that so i'm grateful for the people like the guy who was defending me but it's also so sad that then he gets the wrath of like this girl's ignorance you know what i'm saying and like this girl's self-hatred so anyways I'm, I'm gonna keep liberating i'm going to keep talking my shit i'm going to keep you know breaking the shame and stigma surrounding sex and liberation and pleasure but the negativity sometimes i just need a break from it because you know it's such a habit for me to go to my notifications sometimes and so when i do that that's when i'm like oh hell no i gotta get off of here because i'm great when i'm not checking my comments and that also makes me sad because sometimes my friends comment my family comment people that i love comment and i can't even comment back or not even can't comment back but i don't even check my notifications as often as i should because like i said once i get that one negative one I just want to get off of social media for a while. So anyways, thanks for going with my ebb and flow of my detoxes and stuff like that. Because I know in the beginning of this, I was like, I'm off Instagram. And then yesterday I posted on Instagram. So anyways, just know that I'm going with my own flow and I'm trying to practice that in life as well. Because, you know, my mom and I had a conversation the other day about just being able to change our minds and like that being okay. And I realized that I think I hold people to a certain standard of like 
changing their minds and and things like that because I'm like well when I say something I want to stick to it and it's like right but I don't always do that so I need to give other people that grace as well another story for another time but I don't know it was just fresh in my heart and I just wanted to share that so back to these toys and back to this masturbation episode if you would like to try any of these toys head to shopsador.com and use the code what say it with me now love Atia for 15% off now it's time for my story time about how a brand tried to rip me off. But you already know what brand it was. It was Snail Vibe. Um, and I've stayed quiet for this for a year and a half. But because my emails have gone continuously ignored and then finally an email was replied to and then when I explained my um, grievances, it was ignored again, then I'm just like over it. But two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I received a Snail Vibe in the mail from a company that I'm working with. And I love this company. I love the Snail Vibe that I received. And I had a great time creating content for this company. Again, just to make sure that I reiterate this, I was working for this specific company. So I was not working with Snail Vibe as a brand. Snail Vibe themselves, the company, had not hired me. I was working for another company that also carried Snail Vibes. And I was creating authentic reviews and content for this other company whom I love. But I realized that Snail Vibe, the company, followed me on TikTok and on Instagram. And I was like, oh, that's dope. Like, you know, this is in the beginning of like my budding sex toy review career. So, you know, I, I thought it was cool that, that the brand themselves followed me. Next thing I know, I saw some of my videos on their TikTok and they didn't ask for my permission um and they were using me in like these collages and stuff and promoting basically using my promotions that i was using for the other company to promote their snail vibe and to promote purchases on their website but i was promoting purchases from another website and it was from a black owned website like i mentioned earlier so i look on their instagram and i realized that they also have been reposting these pictures and videos on their instagram they were tagging me in some of them, but they weren't tagging the shop that I was telling people to purchase from, which I, I just personally feel like is literally stealing money from the shop. And then it's straight up stealing my intellectual property. So I DM them on Instagram and I might even DM them on TikTok as well. But I was like, hey, if you want to work together, we can work together. Um, but otherwise, you know, like I feel as though my content is getting stolen. And their reply was, oh, well, we're working on, you know, partnerships right now. So we'll get back to you once that's up and running. And, you know, if you want us to take down your post, then we'll take down your post. I said, yes, I'd like for you to take down my post. Feel free to reach out whenever you're ready to work with me. So they removed their TikTok post, but tell me why after I moved, so a whole year later, a whole year later, I look on their Instagram, why are my videos still on their Instagram? My pictures are on their Instagram and two of the videos that they posted had almost 30,000 views on each video, which means 30,000 people possibly went to their website and purchased when I was literally promoting a black owned sex toy shop. I reached out to them again because I also saw a comment under their post like, oh yeah, I'm about to buy one. Oh, I got to get this. And in the post, they did not tag the black owned sex toy shop that I had tagged in my post. So I inboxed them again and said, hey, last year I asked you to remove all of my content and i see that my content is still on your instagram so they said oh oh we're sorry oh, okay we'll delete it now at this point it's been a year it's literally been up for a year they've literally re retained like i said almost thirty thousand views on each video so the the damage is done so somehow i ended up being able to correspond with them via email 
And I sent them a long email saying that, you know, I feel like I need to be compensated for my property being stolen somehow, some way. You know, we need to figure out something because this is absolutely not right. And I've been fighting for this for a year and a half. I've seen like other people complain about this from other brands, but I guess I never thought it would be me. I just thought that I had like protected myself enough, but I see now that I haven't. So now I'm going to have to watermark every single post to make sure that you know exactly what store I'm promoting because other brands are, are stealing my content. And Snail Vibe never emailed me back. So yeah, I, I was like staying hush hush. And I was like, why am I protecting this company? We're not working together. They stole my property. They stole my intellectual property. They had no permission. They said that they were going to remove my property and my videos and they didn't. So that is the story time. What that story time was mad fast. It was like two fucking minutes. Wow, I guess I just talked really fast, but not I guess, I know. But yeah, so anytime that I mentioned the snail vibe, like you'd be doing me great justice if you purchased it from Shops the Door because I feel as though this just wasn't right that um, that snail vibe stole my content without my permission, especially after I asked them for, for over a year and a half to delete my stuff and then I felt like it was basically just you know halfway halfway respected and then they just kind of did their own thing so yeah that's where I'm at right now with them um you know like the content's deleted now but at this point I'm over it they still watch my stories and stuff they might even hear this and if they reach out you know I have no problem talking but right now I just feel like I've been totally ignored so why not express myself on my platform where I feel like this is like I said my safe space this is our safe space all right we have about 16 minutes left so now that that story time is over and I have officially vented thank you for listening I would like to talk about my love life and just express some things and I want to see does anybody relate to this because I okay I watched this show uh on Netflix and it was called the longest third date I think and the woman in the movie or in the documentary basically like to wrap it up she ended up meeting this guy on this dating app they went out on two dates ended up going on a vacation on the third date getting stuck there during the pandemic etc etc you can watch the rest but i say all this to say like one thing i learned from her was that she you know had really committed to being single she wasn't looking for any kind of like deep relationship or anything like that and then she met someone and she felt like damn you know like she was still fighting the feelings that she felt for him because she's like no like i'm finally single i want to enjoy my singleness like you know let me i don't want to fall in love like i don't want to be infatuated with someone else other than myself and that's where I'm at right now. And I've been realizing that I've definitely been encountering some like very rarely, very fucking rarely divine masculine energy or men with divine feminine energy, men with a mix of both or or non-binary folk with a mix of both, non-gender conforming people with a mix of just all kinds of amazing like divine energy. And so it's been really interesting. It's not that I say, oh, I want to be in a relationship, but it's just to say like, oh, my heart hmm, is not crusting over. Like my heart isn't frozen. Like, and it's crazy because I went to this retreat this weekend. It was called the goddess retreat. And I had this conversation with my inner self and I was talking to my heart chakra and I had apologized to my heart chakra for being so cold and, and feeling like I had really shut down, you know, like giving love, receiving love. I just felt like I had really been in this protective mode and my heart was like, no, you had to be that way. Like, I understand why you were that way. And it's not to say that you shouldn't protect your heart, you know, but just I have also learned in therapy that my energy is my protection. And I think I told you all this before, like I used to fiend for connections with guys because I wanted them to protect me. This is back when me and my dad didn't have a healthy relationship. And 
So I was just craving that protective masculine energy. But now that me and him are in a really, really, really the healthiest spot we've ever been in, I don't crave that anymore. I crave something different now. And I can't quite put my finger on what I crave because it's... uh it's new. Well, no, I guess I can't put my finger on what it is. I crave genuine connection and intimacy, but I'm also terrified of it. So I'm trying to really gain that genuine connection and intimacy with myself so that I can have that with others. But I'm also working on creating boundaries because I think that that's where the, the fear comes from. Even this weekend, I went to this thing called the social and here in Mexico, basically, it's like a party, like a dance party. But you have bachata socials, uh, salsa socials, kasamba socials, and all of these are very intimate dances. You know, bachata is probably the one that I did the most. I don't think I did salsa and I didn't do kasamba. I did kasamba twice and was like uncomfortable for the second time. The first time was cool because the person I did kasamba with, you know, he was new to it as well. So, you know, we very much so were like respectful of each other. The second time, I just felt like I kind of annoyed the instructor. So I don't know. I was in my head, honestly, and I just felt like I couldn't get it right and Honestly, that's not the way that you should be when you're dancing. You shouldn't be in your head and you shouldn't care about getting it right. You should just move. So, you know, I learned that. But I also learned in a conversation with my mom, I remember I was talking to her about how I had danced with this white guy and I was so uncomfortable, like, oh my God, and his breath. I'm, I'm sorry. I hope, I know he's not going to listen to this, so I feel like I can just talk about it. But his breath. Oh my God, y'all. Like, I literally had to hold my breath when I was dancing with him. And so I felt like. I couldn't necessarily say no because in socials, from what I had seen, it looked like the culture was, you know, a guy approaches you, he asks you to dance, you say yes, you get up and you dance. And also, you know, I didn't quite care about who I danced with. Like the very first guy I did bachata with, he was like 70 years old. And I was just dancing with him because it was my first dance and I just wanted to try to practice. But I remember I was talking to my mom about it and she was, and when I told her I danced with the white guy, she was like, oh, I would have just said no. And I, I, I got my back up about it. And I had actually hurt her feelings by accident. And I was like, well, damn, like, this is my experience. I didn't say damn. I didn't curse at her. But I was like, this is my experience. Like, you know, I, I, I did what I, what I wanted to try to do with just experimenting with, uh, with not saying yes, but just with going with the flow and being in the moment and just practicing and putting myself out there because I was very shy at this. You know, I love dancing, but because it was my first time dancing this style of dance, I was, like I said, in my head. So we talked about it later on and I apologized for hurting her feelings and she apologized for hurting my feelings. And I realized that she had hurt my feelings because when she said she would just say no, I my feelings were hurt because I was judging myself. I was kind of hurting my own feelings in a way. Uh, and in the way of, I sometimes feel like I let myself down when I don't remember that I have my power. And when I feel like I can't say no to a guy because I don't want to hurt his feelings. And it's, it's a trigger, it's a trauma response and it's a trigger for me. And it's definitely gotten me, uh, oh, how do I say this? I've definitely seen a lot of my trauma stemming from situations where I've been scared to tell a guy no, or I've been scared to tell a guy a boundary, or I've told a guy a boundary, have enforced it several times, and he still doesn't respect it, and I've been scared to just get up and leave. Not just, because it's never just, but to get up and leave. So I realized that that's why I was triggered in that moment. And it was really more self-work that I had to do, but I was grateful for her apology, just I guess within her delivery. So, and I think that her delivery was just because she wanted me to know that I always have my voice and I always have the power to say no. And I think that that's where that all came from. Our conversation was really out of love and fucking Mercury is in retrograde. So we've been giving each other a lot of fucking grace because goddamn, like communication is 
But I say all that to say that I think that that's something that will help me become more confident in my relationships in the future and in my connections in the future in knowing I can pick and choose connections. People are going to choose me all the time. People have chose me all the time in friendships. People have chose me and it's gotten me into trouble in relationships. People have chosen me and it's gotten me into trouble. So now I'm really trying to gently remind myself as of this weekend I can be the picker. I can be the chooser. I can set the boundary. And I don't care who doesn't like me. Even even in replying to people via text. Like, I used to feel so pressed to have to call people when they wanted to call. DM people when they wanted to DM. Text people when they wanted to text. I don't care. If you think I'm a bitch because I didn't text you for a month, then I'm a bitch. I'm bitch Tia, you know? So... I'm really practicing finding balance in that because I feel like the more boundaries that I can set within myself, the more I can have healthy friendships. You know, even when I went out with my friend the other day after the goddess retreat, I was proud of myself for saying, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to go to this class. I went to this class with her, but I want to go back and do this meditation. She didn't want to do the meditation and it was totally okay. She, But she was in such a gracious spot that she didn't judge me. She didn't care. She's like, okay, boom me back up after the meditation. And we did, you know, like I'm grateful for that energy. And I feel like the more that I can be surrounded in energy like that where people respect my boundaries and and not that wasn't even a boundary it was just a choice where people respect my choice I guess I'm so used to coercion in my life and cowarding myself or you know yeah I guess that's the word that when I have healthy situations like that where people let me be me it's like oh wow I'm so deserving of this and I can give myself that and it starts with me so anyways I've been navigating that I've been having some really 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 vivid dreams oh my god i told y'all in the beginning of this i was going to talk about my crush i have seven minutes left so i'll I'll be fast but uh i hate that all of the people that i've had crushes on are now in relationships like what the fuck is that shit and and i don't know why i'm so mad that he really called me by my nickname but it's just sometimes i feel like i i gaslight myself like was this person feeling me or was i delusional in feeling like I created this fantasy in my head and the timing just didn't work out. Like maybe, maybe it really is a fantasy. This person's not even thinking about me, never thought about me, was just being nice to me. But because I wasn't used to niceness, I just took it and ran with it. Anyways, also never drunk text your crush. I said this in my previous episode when I told y'all about it, but I was so frazzled. I don't even know if I got the message across. So anyways, if you're listening out there and you, I hope you know who you are, like DM me when you're single because what the fuck? Like, ugh. I'm not into guys anymore like like I used to be. So when I'm really into a guy, like I feel like I get so fixated and that's not healthy. So honestly, it was God's timing that this guy was in a, in a in a relationship and I know that we'll probably meet back up when I'm a fucking billionaire when he's a billionaire or whatever. And that's not, I'm not even about clout or anything like that because I feel like I have my own clout, but yeah. I just feel like at this point, the universe is really setting things up to where I'm supposed to be single, but I'm also supposed to start healing my form of connecting with people and connecting with divine masculine energy and even in my support group that i was in the other day they also talked about divine feminine and divine masculine but also feminine and masculine energy that needs healing and it was interesting for me to be able to separate the two and i said to them like i want to change the colors i want to change the name of femininity and masculinity because it makes me think of men and women and i'm gonna leave us with this i want to call divine feminine energy yellow energy and i want to call divine masculine energy green energy because masculine is not man 
And feminine is not woman. And I think that that's the problem. that We, we assign a gender to this energy and then we make it be black and white. And even I was going to say like feminine energy can be red. Masculine energy can be blue. And it's like no because those are still assigned to or even pink whatever. Those are assigned to genders. And I think that that's where I get confused because I'm like, oh, if you act more like a man, then you have more masculine energy. But no, because I've met men who ain't shit and they don't act like what I would have of a healthy man to be in my head. Therefore, you don't have the masculine energy I think you have. Or maybe it goes back to the toxic masculine energy versus divine. Guys, I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I'm figuring it out. If you know, let me know. Let's talk. Uh, my my inbox is open. Send me an email, experience at gmail.com. Let's talk about it. What are your thoughts? I can't wait to read them on the next episode. I'm so fucking excited. I'm probably going to record the next episode this week. So if I don't read them in this episode in May, then I'll read them in the next episode in June. So yeah, maybe we can just start it then. But I'm super excited. I'm really grateful for y'all. This has been a great ass episode. I, I learned a lot like how we have perineums as women. I learned that shit and I hope you did too. I hope you learned a lot. Don't forget to sign up for my free pleasure positive email blast. If you'd like some plant medicine from my favorite plant medicine company, you can head to heavenhighnyc.com. And if you love you some unique jewelry that is handcrafted and comes from the earth and mother earth herself, then you can head to imanijewelry.com and use the code LOVEITA to get 10% off. Also, if you make a purchase from Heaven High NYC, don't forget to mention love Atia, or that you heard of heaven high nyc from this podcast because you will get a special perk so yeah be sure to mention my name and of course y'all already know about shops the door use the code love Atia to get 15 percent off of your purchase i love you so much this was great please give yourself a hug for me oh yeah and don't forget to be kind to yourself and to be kind to animals i'm so excited for the next episode because once again we're going to be talking about pleasure self-pleasure and have another story time so yeah i love y'all so much and thanks for listening yeah Ooh-hoo-hoo.